0: TheWellnessCouch.com. Streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. Real news, real health, real quick. Hi, I'm Brett Hill. And This Week in Wellness, research published in the journal Scientific Reports showed that infants who spent most of their first year of life during the pandemic have fewer types of bacteria in their gut than infants born Prior to the pandemic, the study looked at over 50 infants born since 2019 and showed that those who gave stool samples during the pandemic, March to December 2020, had lower alpha diversity of their gut microbiome or less of the bacteria that live within humans and can cause various infections. They also had significantly different beta diversity, a measure of how diverse the populations are between the infants. The authors suggested this difference may have been attributed to social changes caused by the COVID-19 pandemic, with infants potentially experiencing more time at home, less time in daycare interacting with other children, increased hygiene in the environment, changes to diet and breastfeeding practices, and even increased caregiver stress. The authors stated that while speculating on the health implications of gut microbiome differences should be done with caution, gut diversity has been linked to health outcomes across the lifespan. As always, the links are in the show notes. And my opinion on this is that, you know, the impacts of the response to the pandemic, they were particularly talking here about the response to the pandemic, not just the pandemic, but the the impacts of the response to the pandemic have been wide and varied. You know, I really think a proper cost benefit needs to be done about, you know, what we did during the pandemic and how it worked, you know, how many lives did it save. How much morbidity did it save? How much money did it save? And what was the flip side? What were the negative consequences that occurred? You know, how many lives were lost? Because we know that lives were lost. you know, We know that people were denied proper health care or at least delayed proper health care. We know that people were denied you know, quality of life and movement and exercise and, in this case, exposure to pathogens, exposure to the environment. We know that there was a raft of things that happened and changed. We know that there were pros. there. We know that there were cons. And really, proper studies need to be done to determine how well did what we did actually work? And it needs to be really broad and it needs to be really varied in terms of what it looks at. It can't just look at a few narrow fields it needs to look at the whole breadth of the impact of the pandemic and the whole breadth of the impact of the response to the pandemic and we need to really weigh up which of those was the major contributing factor to the downsides that we saw was it the pandemic or was it the the response to the pandemic that caused more harm uh, and and or caused more benefit all right and so I think it needs to be studied really closely over the next few years so that we can make sure that the next time something like this happens, we have an entirely appropriate response or at least as appropriate as we possibly can response. The other thing this causes us to question is, is, you know, the seed versus the soil, that old debate, you know, is it about the external pathogens and our desire to avoid them? Or do we need to work on the soil? Do we need to work on growing the resilience of our individual human beings? And, you know, in this case, what we're seeing is that as a result of trying to avoid the external pathogens, we've actually decreased potentially the internal resistance of these infants in a way that may well impact them for a lifetime. You know, we're talking about a really crucial stage, that first 12 months of life in terms of the development of their microbiome and the maintenance of their microbiome that can set up their microbiome literally for the rest of their lives. And that's not to say that there's not things you can do to improve that and to change that along the way, but it is to say that it's a really formative time and a really formative experience, okay? And so when we start to recognize that, Uh, And this is just looking at, you know, one small aspect of the impact of the response to the pandemic, just the gut microbiome. But if we extrapolate that over all of the other potential issues, as I said, including things like delayed access to medical care or delayed access to health care, if we include things like, you know, delayed access potentially to medications, if we include things like, you know, reduced access to exercise, to the outdoors, to fresh air to exposure to pathogens, you know, to potentially healthy food, a whole wide range of ramifications that happened as a result of the response to the pandemic, then we start to see that there's a lot of things we need to look at here in terms of the impact it had on that individual's resilience, that individual's immune system, that individual's ability to deal with the world around them, okay? And so if it is indeed the case that, you know, the response to the pandemic reduced individuals' response or resistance, to a wide range of challenges, then we need to carefully explore what all of those were and how that's impacted their health, as I said, so that a proper cost-benefit analysis can be done, not just a restricted one that only looks at a few key areas, because, you know, that that would need, no doubt uh, be more likely to come in favour of the interventions that were taken. But when we look at the whole breadth of potential negative consequences, then I think that's a much more nuanced question and, and one that definitely needs a lot more investigation. So, I do think we need to, as a society, focus more on building the body's internal resilience. You know, we need to give more value to that. We need to give more respect to that. We need to give more focus to that because so often we're talking about, you know, trying to reduce the external stresses and the external pathogens that are hitting our bodies, but we're not giving enough credit to our body's internal resistance. And we're not doing enough to try and make sure that we're building that up with our lifestyles, you know, with what we eat, how we think, how we move, what alternative healthcare we might choose. You know, there's lots of ways we can go about building our body's internal resistance. And I think we need to give at least as much, if not more, focus to those than we do to you know guarding against the external stresses and pathogens. You've been listening to This Week in Wellness with Brett Hill. To continue the conversation, find us on Facebook and Instagram at This Week in Wellness. If you like this episode, please leave us a review on iTunes. And for more information about this and other projects from me, head to drbretthill.com. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives.